What's your favorite? Don't. God, that's awful. Favorite? Awful. Awful. Your favorite film? Is awful. And welcome to Your Favourite Film is Awful, the weekly podcast where we invite guests on to defend their favourite films from negative reviews. As always, I'm Luke, the host, obviously, the best guy. Who else could host this train wreck of a show? <laughs> what do you mean train wreck? Hey, I haven't introduced you yet. What was that noise? Oh my god. Charlie, co-host man, Mr. Cool. How you doing? I'm alright. You alright? You're not magic? But you're always magic. Well, What's going we've, on? Had a, we've, had a, we've had a complaint, I'm afraid. Yeah, um, Who would complain about you being magic? Yeah, because apparently, because I don't talk about why I'm magic. Okay. People, the people. The people. People meaning Mr. The Matt Whittle at Full Fat Videos. Oh. Believes that, because I don't say how I am and why I'm magic, that I just sit in a dark room feeling magic and wait until Saturday until the lights come on again. But that's because you do sit in a dark room and wait until the next recording you're not supposed to tell them oh Uh, yeah no you have a full life and it's very busy so what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to tell you about what I've I've done this week because apparently people want to know I just didn't think people wanted to know about my shit you know what I mean but here we go Uh, so I have been sitting in a dark room all week I went to the uh, cinema basically Uh, yeah I went to see Us and I went to see um, Mid 90s oh right thoughts out of five stars oh okay I really enjoyed Us I would give it a four. Okay. And I loved mid-90s. I'd give it about a four, maybe four and a half. I re- but it really resonated with me personally. I don't okay. think it's like... Do you know what I mean? You have to yeah, resonate. I, I, really, I actually wrote a review on Letterboxd about how much I loved it. So you can uh, check What was it out. your Letterbox again? I still need uh, to follow you. Lemon Juice Lily. <laughs> Lemon Juice Lily. Oh, you still don't follow me? Great. Yeah. No, uh, great. I thought about it and I was like, I see him okay, too. My often. good friend doesn't follow me on that, but it's fine. <laughs> um, that's good. That's good to know. He's good. Yeah. So, and also, um, how how are you? How are you, uh, Luke? Yeah, I'm. I'm a- good, anyway, yeah. so we got a. Um, <laughs> we have. I've got someone here today, who is an animator. He's a good friend of mine. And mine. Okay. Just like oh okay. Uh, <laughs> sure. Those eyes. <laughs> um, Listener, you can't see me. He gave me the biggest daggers. It was... Hey, hey. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. It's Introduce... the Ryan Show. The Ryan... Oh, okay. Yes. It's... It's this is the Ryan Show. <laughs> it's taken over. <laughs> okay, so here are the reviews, Ryan. <laughs> uh, hey, how's it going? Nice Hi. to meet you. Not, not nice to meet you. I know you guys already. Never yeah, mind. No, Sorry, thank yeah. you for being here. Thank you for having me here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. Has Charlie told you why you're here? No, actually. No, no. I haven't no, told him, no. no. Even though we've done it already, the whole thing, and then we lost it later on. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, don't well, know what you're on about. Don't talk about you. Anyway. anyway uh, <laughs> plot, plot twist. Plot device. <laughs> Ryan, what is your favourite film? Right, listeners. My favourite film for your viewing, not viewing, uh, audible pleasure <laughs> is... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, my favourite film this week you're hearing is Treasure Planet Treasure Planet yes the Disney-fied version of Treasure Planet yes solid yes. film solid yes. yeah that's alright yeah. yeah. not much we can really yeah, say it's just yeah this yeah, is yeah, the good. film yes yeah. the film yeah. for those at home listening who haven't watched the film what is Treasure Planet right and I'm going to tell you what Treasure Planet is this is totally. Wait, wait, wait. What's that? This is totally. No, don't don't watch what I'm doing. This is this is <laughs> totally. Up, this is totally off the cuff and not me <laughs> extending some notes that I wrote prior to the uh, <laughs> podcast, uh, <laughs> so that I could have cohesive and coherent thoughts. Yeah. Um, Treasure Planet synopsis. Oh, I shouldn't have said that part. Um, our main character, Jim Hawkins, <laughs> is inspired to partake on a swashbuckling space adventure after finding a map leading to the notorious Captain Nathaniel Flint's treasure trove, dubbed the Loot of the Thousand Worlds, on Treasure Planet, Disney animated retailing of Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. 
Ah. Bravo. That was a good. That was a really good one. That was good. That was it was really concise. Good. Yeah, it was, and it was a good synopsis. You got everything you need. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know I try my best. You know. Yeah. Well, Usually people talk about the themes. They get deep about personal. You know, we just yeah. want. We just want no, no, just to know what's about. Hard, you know, and that was good. Yeah, yeah. Those are the cold hard facts, and then I'll bring my you know themes and why my opinions are right. Like when we sort of like oh. when I when I defend the oh. film. Oh. When it? you're yeah. right. Yeah, I'm wow. about to. Well. And, just wow. to put some logic on you, um, you're not right. This oh. film is awful. What? And I have a source whose name is Treasure Planet. Oh, oh, oh right. The <laughs> Treasure Planet. The Treasure Planet. The film That's... says that it deserves half a star. <laughs> wait, wait. Before we get into it, yeah. he hates it so much, he named himself Treasure Planet on whatever this reviewing site is, and then reviewed Treasure Planet <laughs> and to say that he hated it. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> the, yes. <laughs> Treasure Planet. Half star review. I had diarrhea today. That was pretty much like watching Treasure Planet. <laughs> Is that it? Um, that's it. The, the, that's your whole review. Diarrhea sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> worthy of a film, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I just want to echo what you said prior to Charlie and say that it's a bit strange that he hated this film so much, or they hated this film so much, rather, that they then named themselves Treasure Planet to review Treasure Planet. Where Bra- they said Treasure Planet. <laughs> Bravo to you. I can't um, believe his shit has free acts and like, character <laughs> arcs. It's crazy. <laughs> it's quite impressive, actually. That, that is I want to watch his diarrhea. Yeah, oh, I, w- I would have said, said before that... Your bowel movements don't like mean anything, but that's a good point, there actually. Yeah, yeah. This guy's... <laughs> This person's bowel movements yeah. sound really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move forward. <laughs> After all that pooped on. <laughs> I want to meet the guy who's like had the godfather of diaries. <laughs> like, <laughs> so <it's>, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Well, he's this guy's had the treasure, treasure, the treasure planet of diaries. So <laughs> I want to see what the the godfather. <laughs> 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 looks like. Please stop. <laughs> 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 so next review. Uh, this isn't from Treasure Planet. You'll be happy to know. This is from GM101. It is 0 out of 10. Your film deserves nothing. Instead of opting for a movie called Treasure Island, Disney made the ridiculous mistake of making this pile of gimmicky garbage called Treasure Planet. Personally, I blame this movie for destroying 2D animated movies in the early 2000s. And I was really disappointed by Ron Clements and John Musker here, considering they've created the masterpieces Aladdin and The Little Mermaid. Thankfully, they and Disney were able to redeem themselves by creating The Princess and the Frog. You want to go first? Can I go first? Mate, take the yeah, shoes. You're, you're the you're the you're the film, mate. Get, I'm just helping you, Charlie. Every week, this is you. Yeah, I'm just backing you up, bro. Right, 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 right. So, 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 so. Here we go. Okay, okay. I disagree. Holy. Really? Yeah, yeah. I disagree. This Shocker. Is, yeah. <laughs> I am surprised. <laughs> the premise of the entire podcast. And <laughs> um, see, I disagree because I feel like Treasure Planet did not destroy 2d animation it was and is an example of a disney animated film that very much encompassed an amalgamation of very creative concepts and ideas both with 2d and 3d animation as my lovely friend said i'm an animator so looking at this film it's such a visually pleasing and visually like astonishing piece of work i'm gonna drop some knowledge on you now guys oh yeah i'm ready so treasure planet was an animated film that encompassed and used Disney's technique called deep canvas and deep canvas is basically when all of the 2d animated characters are animated in 2d but on 3d geometry in 3d space so they developed a software that enabled the films another film for example that used this would be Tarzan so if you look at the scenes in Tarzan where 
he's sliding down some vines and he's sort of like jumping around. That whole section, or that whole sequence rather, of Tarzan like sliding down the vines is 2D animation, but the shrubbery and, and greenery and vines that he's around is all 3D space. They used and created the 3D geometry in the software and then they painted the 2D textures on top of it so that it, it does very much look like it's a canvas. And Treasure Planet was able to go further beyond that and use the deep canvas technique to then make a lot of the worlds that sort of the characters are interacting with each other in. So if you look at sort of like the universe and the galaxy and the space, literal space that they're like surrounded by, you notice that there's very like various different colors and wild imaginative like bursts of light and very visually pleasing and like graphic versions of the nebulae and like the stars. And they use that deep canvas technique to then make those spaces. So it's just like a really great example of like 2D, like 2D, but like, Use it, utilizing 3D and like ingenuity, and it was just really good. It was so good, so you're wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, you're yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah, all that technical talk and then just mic drop. You mic drop, you mic drop. Yeah. I won't drop, the mic. drop the actual yeah. mic. I won't drop the actual mic. Thank just you. drop the statistics. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Deep <laughs> canvas on your ass. Yeah, 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 no. It was, um, yeah, I agree. I think this is a really good looking 2D animation. I think it might not have dated as well now, but I think it, like Ryan said, I think it was innovative for the time. Mm -hmm. And I think it really sort of helps you, you're sort of in this world. Yeah. You feel like the world feels lived in yeah, because of it almost. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, um, there's not much I can I want to say about that point. Yeah, um, no. Ryan destroyed Ryan's, them with Ryan, the technical. So. <laughs> Ryan went technical on their hands. Yeah. Technicality. <laughs> okay, so next review, it is 20 out of 100 or one star for us that want to stick to the five-star format. Mm -hmm. A.O. Scott. The main characters in Treasure Planet, Jim Hawkins, Long John Silver, and assorted crew members, fly around a spaceship, and it really is a ship, with masts, crow's nests, keel, and sails, called the RLS Legacy. The initials refer to Robert Louis Stevenson, whose classic of juvenile adventure lit is the basis of the new animated feature from Disney. But the movie, which opens today nationwide, is less an act of homage than a clumsy and cynical bit of piracy designed to steal time and money from schoolchildren and their potted out parents during this long holiday weekend. Some of these reviews are so dramatic. Carry on. <laughs> really, though. Treasure Planet, directed by John Musker and Ron Clements, from a script they wrote with Rob Edwards, with the assistance of several dozen industrious animators, is not much of a movie at all. Its cast of handsome humans, gruesome space alien villains, comical sidekicks, and cute little mascots will live on for the next few weeks at least as plastic figurines distributed in fast food children's meals. The adventures that youngsters act out on the French fry littered seats of the family minivan will surely be more exciting and more imaginative than the film itself. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I have to stop you there. It's very imaginative, first of all, mm. because they even said it in their point about naming the humans, mascots, and all these alien characters. It's a very, like Charlie said earlier, it's a very lived-in world with all these very diverse characters. Jim and his mum are the only two humans, and like with the exception of Long John Silver because he's half a human, now being a cyborg, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only actual humans within the film because everybody else is either an alien or some sort of like dog or some sort of cat or some sort of spider in some cases. Oh, one of the, one of the oh, main like antagonists is this weird mm. like... A uh, crazy looking weird spider. And another character is this rock. This, it's, it's just huge, yeah, no. like rock. Yeah, it's, it's mad cool. Looking cool. No, there, there's some really cool ideas. Uh, I, yeah, I'll, I'll totally agree, disagree with the, the imaginative, with it being unimaginative. I mean, although like there's things that make you question the sort of the logic of the world, like <laughs> the, the ship the sailing, the anti-gravity, but you know, it's- oh, yeah, And the solar-powered sails. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like the whole design of stuff, like it's got this weird, like kind of swashbuckling, but in space where like the guns are like, are like a pirate pistols. Yeah, pistols mixed mixed with like phasers from Star Trek. Like, and they make the similar noise. Yeah, I've noticed, yeah. yeah. And like 
I thought it was really cool. It reminded me of a video game that people say it's a very imaginative video game, which is uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, yeah, I, did, yeah. I agree, actually. Especially, I see that, yeah. Like the kind of pirate ships and the kind of weird tech and the cool... Yeah, especially of... Ratchet and Clank, a quest for booty, yeah. which is pirate ships <laughs> no, in space. No, yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, I disagree with that completely, especially with what, what Ryan said earlier about the... Um, the animation as well and not even that like they've got these these designs of like the wormholes and like the, like do you know what I'm saying yeah like the these, nebulae these, these as nebulae well like in the space like, yeah they had the, the whole idea of that that machine there's a machine in it that sort of opens up portals for them to jump through exactly like the visuals of that was yeah. like really was really cool especially for like at the time and stuff yeah definitely um, yeah so I completely disagree with that point there but, I also yeah. want to say as well that a lot of and I'm a very, I'm very much a Disney file. I love Disney films. Disney <laughs> file. Um, <laughs> but uh, a lot of Disney's films are taking the norm in that sense and then making it not normal and very imaginative. So if you imagine like, so Toy Story is, hey, what if these toys could talk and feel and think like we do? And then they made it that way. And a, a lot of the films are just, they're like that and they make these sorts of very imaginative worlds of these very non-real characters. So them, or like Musker and Clements using that sort of element as they directed the film to bring these very non-real, non-human characters into this space that I feel like that just embodies like imagination in itself, to be honest. Yeah, it's just a very good, it's a very, not embodies it, but it's a very good yeah. sort of like medium to exacerbate that imagination, yeah. I'd say. Shout out to the fart monster thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it speaks. And flatulence. Flatulence. Yeah, yeah. God, Oh, awful. God. Really quickly yeah. though, to go yeah. back to, um, to, to sidetrack us really, really quick. Mm. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Mm. Have you noticed that a lot of their titles are sexual in the endos? <laughs> Oh yeah, Kraken Time. Yeah, Chris for got, Booty. Uh, up your arsenal. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Literally. Uh, let's go in loaded. Locked and loaded. <laughs> Tools of destruction. Oh wow. Quest Maybe you booty. just have a filthy mind. Don't you know? <laughs> I th We're talking about Disney films. Here. How dare well, you? Size matters. <laughs> oh really? Is that one? Oh god. Okay. Full frontal assault. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Oh god! Was it really okay. like this? Did I not? Did I just miss that as a kid? I feel yeah, yeah. I yeah. always <laughs> missed that as a kid. It happens a lot, you know. These adults sneaking into these uh, mm. these kids' films. You know, Cat in the Hat. Have you watched these that? Yeah, terrifying. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. These adults, oh, like I'm not one of them. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the adult jokes in kids' yeah. films. It's great. Because <laughs> it just goes straight over your head. You never yeah. notice until it's too late. <laughs> so your mind is like, warped. No, I'm an adult. <laughs> That's when you know when you're an adult when you notice the dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so continuing with the review. The adventures that youngsters act out on their French fry littered seats of the family minivan will surely be more exciting and more imaginative than the film itself, and will have the added benefit of being unaccompanied by James Newton Howard's treacle-dipped sea shanty on steroids score. The reviewer then goes on to talk about the plot, so I'm just going to skip that. There are also, for good measure, a second neurotic sidekick an adult robot voiced by martin short just in case you didn't find dr doppler sufficiently annoying and a pink blob of mischief called morph they set out in search of loot and adventure and wind up learning lessons about friendship loyalty and self-esteem which have all the resonance and originality of poorly copied homework assignments the animation at least is a little better, though the story gives the army of technicians very little to animate. The universe of Treasure Planet, with its blend of archaic and futuristic imagery, and of androids, slimy space creatures, and cute terrestrial animals, owes something to the grand whimsy of Japanese anime. But the delicate magic of, for instance, Spirited Away, which Disney released early this fall, is absent from this brainless, mechanical picture. Treasure Planet is rated PG. It has a few battle scenes and references to family unhappiness that may upset young children. Right. Yeah. Can I go first with this? Right, so yeah. I like... Don't get me wrong, I do think Spirited Away is a better movie than this film. Fair. However, I don't think it takes any away from this. I think this film's a, a good, fun ride. And I, I think he skimmed over a bit quickly 
the themes that this film does deal with. I really like the relationship between Silver and Jim um, in this film. Like the antagonist and the protagonist have like a a love for each other. Mm. It reminded me a lot of Doc Ock's relationship with Spider-Man in Spider-Man 2. Okay. Um, yeah, it really did. Like, yeah, um, yeah, I see that, actually, yeah. I mean, apart from the mechanical stuff. Uh, but, uh, well, with, with Jim the Silver, mechanical stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that Doc Ock and Silver have the same thing of, like, there's a, there's a part in the film where Silver says, I lost, like, part of my body yeah, chasing, like sort of chasing my dream you, sacrif- make, you make yeah. to chase your dream sort of thing yeah. and that's the same thing throughout Spider-Man 2 I mean Doc Ock like sacrifices I mean his wife mm. because he's trying to create this project he's been working on for years mm-hmm. and he ends up losing her because of it we also have the um, I mean I know they, they, they show this relationship through a um a very hilarious and cheesy montage, <laughs> oh, yes, um, montage with a super cheesy like early 2000s sort of like rock song playing over it's it it's naughty okay it's yeah, naughty yeah, it's, it's the, the naughties. Naughties. yeah, yeah. yeah naughty naughty uh, <laughs> whereas like a classic montage of like Long John Silver and Jim getting along like having you know the old classic sort of fun while things are going wrong yeah, and, building yeah. <laughs> and uh, bonding and they, they're smiling you know, it's really sweet but it's intercut with something I think a really nice part of the film where you see Jim's dad leaving leaving his house when he was younger yeah. and how it sort of affected him. You're seeing him, how he tr- kept trying to make effort with his dad until eventually his dad leaves. Mm-hmm. And that's intercut with him having a good time. Okay, yeah, it's very on the nose, don't get me wrong. But it's actually, I mean, if it wasn't put in the montage like it was, I think it's actually really a sweet moment and it's quite sad and, and you kind of see like Silver gives the character a bit of hope. He sort of shows him that there is a future ahead of him. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Like that his mum can give him, but like she's obviously trying to provide for him and she's working as well. Yeah. Right? That you're showing at the start of the film, but it's showing that sort of lack of a father figure that it can affect people's yeah, relation. I, and I really like that. And I especially liked that later on in the film, that it's not just a, a little like thing to be like, oh, he kind of likes the villain. Like the villain actually genuinely cares about him. Mm. He genuinely cares. I mean, he actually has a point break moment yeah. where he's like pointing <laughs> the gun to go shoot him and he's got it with his sights and he's like, ah, he can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Full Johnny Utah, which, I, which I, I love. And then later on in the film, mm-hmm. the gold is falling off. Um, this cliff. Oh yeah, he has the choice between a ship of gold and Jim's life. And Jim's life falling off the thing. And he's trying to do it and there's this great tension of like, and you you could totally buy this moment. Mm -hmm. You totally buy it. And then you get to this moment where like, he's like, ah, and he he picks Jim. And this is the villain of the movie. Mm. Picking Jim. And really, I just think the relationship's really nice. It's it's true. And and to like... (laughs) echo some of the points you made even that that really cheesy sort of like I guess like montage as a kid I did find that like extremely sad and it was one of those moments that I'd like it like squeezed a little tear out oh, me God, like, as like a little, I squeezed a little tear out oh, as a six year old just being like sad, oh what I was like what and just a Ryan I'm, Gosling cry yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember my little brother at the time being like Ryan why are you crying I'm like because his dad's leaving and I don't want our dad to leave and then my little brother being like but our dad's not going anywhere. <laughs> he just really like realised it for me. That's <laughs> and I was That's like, yeah, no, he's not going anywhere. But it was, yeah, yeah it was quite an, an emotional moment, I'd say. Yeah. Maybe I'm just an emotional guy. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but <laughs> no, no, it's definitely good. possible. Impossible, yeah, yeah definitely. No, no, but I, I, I totally agree. I, I think as a kid, it like, got me. I think I got a bit sad as well. Like, <laughs> the whole thought of it. But it's it, like you said, it's, it's got that really sweet yeah. arc of him. They say at the start. Shout out again to Star Trek again with the phasers. <laughs> the opening to this film is very similar to the opening to JJM Star, uh, Star Trek film. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like um, he's like breaking the law. He's like stolen something and he's like driving it along and like going in areas he shouldn't be. And then the police are chasing after him and they're like these robot police yeah. on bikes. Like, they're on bikes as well. Yeah, yeah, And then he gets he does like a silly trick and it gets caught. And then they bring him back. And it's like, that's the exact same sort of face to show, you know, he's a rebel. And, yeah. uh, you know. Teenage angst. Yeah. It? Teenage <laughs> but they, angst. They, they sort of emphasise on the fact that he doesn't really have much of a future because if he goes down this road, he could end up. And it's almost like Silver is like a mirror image of what he could be if he mm. doesn't learn his lesson through yeah. this journey that we go through. Yeah. And, uh, yes. I think that's why they bond sort of thing. I think Silver sees that in him. He doesn't want him to go down that path. And then you have the arc at the end of him and Silver having this moment where Silver's about to leave the ship because they are going to arrest him mm-hmm. for what he's basically been doing as mm-hmm. a pirate mm-hmm. and he lets him go yeah 
but he says like I'm not going to come with you because I've I've got my own future and, literally yeah and it's just this great moment mm-hmm. arc um, so I, I I think it's got some really nice emotional stuff like I was <laughs> like this guy was saying that it doesn't have any of that I was uh, I mean I disagree with that completely yeah. Um, yeah I agree to be fair yeah no I agree yeah. to touch back on teen angst and kind of the other one of Star Trek, Star Wars. When did that sort of, like the prequels, when did they happen? Um, so, 1999 was Phantom Menace, and I believe Attack of Clones was 2002. Okay. And then Avengers Sith was 2005. Okay, so that's interesting because, um, so Teen Angst, <laughs> Jim Hawkins rocking a, like a Padawan-esque haircut <laughs> yep. where it's all cut yeah. on the sides and the, the rat tail. Yeah. yeah. Is this the future? I think this yeah. is them predicting the future. Well, it, well, to a point, because if you look at people's haircuts now, <laughs> they have the sort of shaven side with the long hair on the top. Yeah. So, I so guess we only they, need the ponytail. We just need the ponytail. <laughs> Charlie, don't do it. I'm going to do it, mate. Don't <laughs> do it. Time, time to do oh, it. I think Charles. that's it. Is, is, is this you trying to John also Day. embody your like Star Wars well, can like, I d- like Jedi dreams as well? <laughs> <laughs> well can I, oh, oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but also, can I just give a little segue here? I used to have like a, I called it the mullet mohawk, right? <laughs> and it was like a slicked back mohawk, right? Yeah, yeah. With my hair sort of slicked back. Guess who's got it now? Hawkeye. Everyone's going to have it afterwards. I'll tell you, I predicted it back in, two, was it? Back in year 11. I had this terrible haircut. It makes me laugh that everyone's not taking the mick out of it online as well because I'm just like, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's rubbish. I, I'd never have a hair like, haircut like that. Uh, but yeah, no. Yes, I've got a funny little segue. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, so I'm going to rock this one and it's become fashionable and then I'm going to regret it later. So I'm going <laughs> to... Sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so... Now to the reviews that you haven't heard before. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya Gromarva gives it half star. Black holes don't spew lava. There are no birds in space. And the core of a planet cannot be a pile of gold. Accurate science took a really big hit. That's a very good point. You can't really argue with that. Uh, black holes do not spit out lava. There are no birds in space. And funnily enough, the planet cores are not entirely made of gold but uh this is animation uh we are allowed to imagine as well also do what? you know that do you know that um i know this is gonna sound crazy but do you know that that it's weird that darth vader can like choke people from afar? <laughs> nah you know i mean it's weird yeah you can't actually do that in real life so it's a plot hole yeah uh, and to, in the, to quote uh, a youtuber uh who, who summed it up very well shut up about plot holes <laughs> because it doesn't this doesn't this doesn't but the thing is this isn't a plot hole no, it's, it's a, a reality point. hole <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's like this world isn't the world we live in mm-hmm. in Star Wars you don't question why these people have these like contained lasers in their swords and I want to argue like, as well the people who do question those things will have a much less fun time yeah. I, like <laughs> yeah. they'll have a way like, like way like less time enjoying the actual material than yeah. if they're trying to rationalise everything that's going on within said material also, they said there's a, there's a gravity device, didn't they? So they said they're flying around. The birds, didn't they? Yeah. On, on the, the spaceships they're on. Uh, Am I right? The birds, I believe, are doing their own thing, but on the spaceship yeah, they do is, have They're, like they're a never flying around in space, are they? <laughs> the birds, yeah. The birds? Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're yeah there are birds. some like, birds. Like, and there's, like, well, one... They were whales, weren't they? Like giant they're, whales. They're, they're not even like technically Bird birds. They're like... Oh, you're yeah, talking about those? Yeah. Hey, look. This is a... They're not real. It's Disney, <laughs> they're not even real. It's Disney. When have you seen that bird before that looks like a giant whale? What are you talking about? Disney, don't try and crush my Disney dreams, okay? Disney is there to sort of like help me Crazy be an idealist and like yeah. get out of this reality that we live in, alright? So I want to have birds flying in space. Just, Let me have birds flying in space, okay? Yeah, we don't have giant talking dogs like Chewbacca <laughs> as well. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, if I could do the, the, yeah, the, the like growl thing, I would have, but I can't. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do it properly. <laughs> I bad. can't do it. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah, do you know what? Read that again, what, she, what this person said. Black holes don't spew lava. <laughs> there true. are no birds in space. Also true. Mm-hmm. And the core of a planet cannot be a pile of gold. Accurate science took a real big hit today. It's a fantasy movie. It's a Disney movie. Yeah, there's no disconnect there, though. People, people, it, pe- movies people are, are always reality. <laughs> <laughs> this, 
and everyone insane. that ever goes to see a, an animated film or any film of any description, yeah. they always walk out of it thinking that really happened. Yeah. <laughs> Those people that recently watched Avengers: Infinity War, <laughs> they must have been in a, a, for a real big shock when they came out, and no one had turned to dust. <laughs> they must have been like terrified for their lives. Literally, yeah. 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 It got to that moment when he does the click and they're like, oh, oh God, I'm going to die. I'm and the one, I'm the, I'm the half that survived. They're, they're, I'm part of the half that survived, thank yeah. goodness. And it's me a and real my big half I'm glad we made it. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we made it. Yeah. <laughs> I really am. All the other guests that have been on, they didn't know. Oh, yeah. yeah That's why we've never spoken about them before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they're on and then they're gone. They're dust immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, it's not because we killed them or anything. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, anyway, yeah, anyway. <laughs> guys, help me. <laughs> Quiet, you. <Shut> up. <laughs> okay, so this one is two out of five, so it's slightly nicer to you, Ryan. Your film isn't quite as awful. All right, okay. So this is from Nev Pierce. Disney's latest expensive folly is a ninety million plus dollar intergalactic swashbuckler which crash landed at the US box office. Did it deserve to? Well, put it this way. In space, no one can hear you shrug. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite funny. <laughs> is that the end of the... No? no? Oh. Not even okay. pause. <laughs> this is just me pausing to edit the size of the screen. can see eyes. Oh, yeah, there's, there's a lot there's of... I can see the... He's like, I can't wait to get to the juicy stuff. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, before you even say yeah. that, then, I just want to say yeah. that there was, like, a period of time, you even know it, like, Disney had what's called, like, the golden age of, of animated films, where there were a lot of, like, 2D brilliant animated films. Uh, and then shortly after that was the transition over into 3D. 3D, as, as amazing as 2D is, and don't get me wrong, I love, like, 2D. It's like, that's 2D animation. I have it in my heart as an animator. You can do a lot more with 3D animation. There's a lot more you can sort of like, you can get away with, not even get away with, but there's more, there's a lot more that you can do with like 3D animation. If you think of the recent 3D animated films that have been released, there's so much technology and science that goes into perfecting techniques to then make the visuals look even better. So there was like this like like shift from 2D to, th to then 3D. Uh, and I feel like it's a little bit unfair to sort of say that Treasure Planet did bad be because it was just a bad film. There was... It was a film that came out during this shift from 2D to 3D as like a medium. Yeah. So, continuing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that Treasure Planet is terribly bad. It just suffers in comparison to recent animated hits such as Monsters, Inc. and Toy Story 2, mm. which contained enough wit and visual panache to dazzle children and adults alike. The story then. Robert Louis Stevenson, Treasure Island in Space. The familiarity of the story isn't particularly a problem. It certainly won't trouble kids, but swapping the high seas for the final frontier is a superficial, distracting change. Spaceships look like gallons, laser guns look like flintlock pistols. Everything feels counterfeit. It's not helped by the visuals, which are daring but ill-judged experiment in blending hand-drawn and computer animation. The result is as patchy as the script, which creates nice comic characters in Doppler and Ben, but is inevitably focused on Hawkins, a bland every kid whose broken home background prompts a couple of risable attempts at social commentary. Treasure Planet finally gets the wind, or sun, in its sails in the third act, but remains akin to an extremely well-made Saturday morning cartoon. Great for hyperactive four-year-olds or hungover students, not worth a trip to the pictures. Okay, I do think he makes some fair points here, I can't deny. It isn't quite the film that Monsters, Inc. and Toy Story 2 are, but... I don't think it's as unimaginative or Saturday cartoon. You said it called, what you call it Saturday, yeah, yeah. Cartoon. Saturday morning cartoon. cartoons yeah. as it is. Yeah. I mean, also, what's wrong with that? There's some good Saturday morning cartoons. Um, I do, I do get what he's trying to say. I just, I do think this film has a lot of heart. 
I think it has a lot of heart. And I, I know maybe Monsters, Inc. and Toy Story 2 have a bigger message and heart, but I don't think it takes away from the fact that this film has a nice little like message about sort of self-esteem and yeah like character arcs and how yeah. you should have a plan and and not even like have a plan but have like goals and aspirations i think you can see that's like heavily embodied through jim and as you see his character arcs like by the end of the film and i want to say like t- to be fair like everyone has their own opinion and i'm not going to refute that I, I i guess i just said it in the sense where i feel like it's a bit unfair to then say this film was visually unappealing or like blotchy or any of the any of those other sorts of like adjectives because it did like i said come out in a shift in time where a lot of animated films were then being well in for disney anyway they were shifting from 2d over to 3d because there was a lot more that they could do and the the two examples that they gave were 3d animated films uh and like i said you can do a lot more with 3d animated films in much less time i think a lot of people who don't sort of work in this animation sector kind of they don't give it the like the craft enough credit and i feel like especially 2d animation itself it's such a laborious process it's in it's really like long and i feel like especially when like we had the godfather of 2d animation in a glenn Keane, like as like an animator on silver's character just for example and i feel like it was nothing less than amazing the visuals especially mixing the 2d and 3d together because that's a very hard thing to do. I, I didn't think I didn't see it was patchy or like blotchy or anything like that. It was, it was really good. That's that's my argument, I guess, in refute of that statement. I do I do think we should uh, talk about the craft more. However, if something is difficult and it, that difficulty or doesn't sort of show up on screen in terms of how good it is, mm-hmm. I do think that that's not the reviewer's job to. Be like, oh, they tried really hard in this thing, but it just didn't quite work out. Like, there's That's a great a quote one, from yeah. Jackie Chan where he said once that you have to do. He said like something about doing marble takes, and he was like, if it rains that day, and you just go through and shoot it. And like that's in the film. You're not going to go to every cinema screen, explain to people, oh, we couldn't do that again because it rained that day, and we had to get the movie done, sort of thing. It was mm-hmm. like because of money, or whatever. It's like. The end of the day, this the movie is the finite thing. Like once true. it's done, it's done. It's there, and like it's going to be judged forever. So you've got to put the sort of time in to mm-hmm. make sure that. But like I said, I don't think that this is the case with this film. I think mm-hmm. the animation's really good. Um, I do think it may have dated a little bit now, but I think yeah. I still I still think it looks really cool visually. It's like a really weird blend, and uh, it, yeah, I, yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, I think it, of its good. of its time, like in two thousand and two as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was really good. Yeah, uh, definitely. Okay. So another two-star review. This one is from Tuan Lee. Rewatched for the first time since I was a five-year-old, and somehow liked it even less. You don't even have a developed taste at that age, but I still didn't care for it. <laughs> I've heard from some people that this movie is so underrated. And sure. This has developed a cult following, but man, I don't see why. The CG integration is awful. The characters are bland and uninspired, and the action scenes were lifeless and left me yawning and looking at my watch, which, for an adventure movie, is kind of sad. Uh, I disagree with that already, straight away. I think that's one thing I did notice I was really surprised with. Mm-hmm. I think this film's really good at giving tension. Yeah. But like Some of the scenes, like... um. I know it's kind of very Star Wars in, this, in sort of the way this, this scene happens, but there's a scene in which they are about to fall into a black hole and it uses all the characters, yeah. all the main characters so well. Yeah. Like one guy's trying to figure out, oh, the science of like, Joe, what's his name? The, you know, the, yeah, Dr. Doppler. Doppler. Doctor yeah, Doppler. Doctor Doppler. Doppler. He's trying yeah. to figure out the science of like, how are we going to get out of this? You've got... Uh, the, the uh, captain, yeah, captain, captain. she's yeah. a great character as well. Yeah, she was badass. Um, she Emma was Thompson, Thompson, like, yeah, she also, big she, Emma Thompson there. was great. She's a really strong female character as yeah. well. She's trying to like steer the ship and like yeah. lead the charge. He's trying to figure out this like if the science behind it. Then you got um, Jim, who's like, and isn't he? He's like about to do the sound. He's yeah, trying to do yeah. something, isn't he? To do yeah. The, so like, she's Cap- like, Captain Amelia asks like the crew members to, un like to furl all the sails That's because it, yeah. they're like d- like going down this black hole uh, and then Dr. Doppler's like oh wow there's gonna be a huge Magellan in like 42 seconds 
And then Captain Melian's like, oh, that's brilliant. We're going to ride that and we're yeah, yeah. out of here. And so was- he's so good because he's like, he just says the science. He doesn't actually say, oh, we could ride that. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, wait, brilliant idea. We can ride that. And then, and then they go in and then like for a moment, they just disappear into the blackness of the hole. Yeah. For a good while. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, and then all of a sudden this explosion comes out. I know it's very Star Wars with yeah, the Millennium yeah. Falcon, but it's a really good moment. Yeah. And again, with the moment, uh, like I brought up earlier, with the gold, when he's choosing between the gold and you really feel like he's going to fall. You really feel like he's going to choose this thing. Like, there's a, it's, a, it's a great moment of tension. It mm-hmm. constantly happens as well. And I do feel like the characters are constantly throwing obstacles at them. And um, it never really gives you a time to breathe. And I really like that. Even the scene with... I tell you what's a really cool scene. The bit where the spider type thing yeah. is chasing after Jim. Yes. In, in the, the corridor, set yeah. corridors. It was very like alien. Yeah. Like, and then you've also got the whole thing of the metal Ben. The metal yeah, man. Yeah, Ben, yeah. Who's like trying to pull out the wires and like fix them in yeah. to try and steal the ship. Yeah. And he accidentally pulls out one and like uh, Jim has his gun pointed straight at the spider and he's yeah. about to shoot him. And Jim pulls out one that turns the lights off. And you're like, and you get in this moment and he puts it back on and the spider thing's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, and he's like moving it around. It's like, it's almost like a mini like alien scene, like a little horror scene in yeah, it. And yeah, it's like agree, some yeah. great tension like in that. And I think like, I think the action's really fun. I think it's really good. Really original with some of the stuff. I mean, obviously that's taken a bit from sort of alien, but like mm-hmm. mixed in this world where like you've got these space pirates that, are, do you know what I mean? It's, uh, I, I think it's really, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, and to even go see. back to like that point in the story where they're about to ride that Magella. Uh, like out of the black hole, um, you see like a death in the in the film through Mister Arrow. Yeah. Arrow oh yeah, yeah, that's a good bit as well. That's a really good bit because like you'd see this tension between Mister Arrow and Mister Scroop, who's the spider like looking character in the film, earlier on in the film because they come to sort of like a, a disagreement of sorts, mm. and you can see in Scroop's eyes that like oh okay I'm gonna get you back at some point don't worry, mm. and Mister Scroop used that point of the whole like the chaotic nature of the supernova to then be like, ah, oh, this is perfect. This is my perfect moment to sort of like mm. exact my revenge on This you. is during the scene right yeah, earlier yeah. with the black hole, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, they get sucked like, in. Uh, rope yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jim's, Jim's role was to, and it kind of sets up for the next scene as well in like when they've after like survived the black hole as well. But Jim's role is to, Captain Mina says, Jim, I want you to make sure all the lifelines are secure. And he goes around and makes sure that all, they are all secure. Mm. And Mr. Arrow falls off of the ship and he's able to survive because Jim's made sure that his lifeline was secure. But then you just see Miss, like Scroop like emerge from the shadow like of one of the sails, and you're like, "Oh, you remember me?" And he just cuts off his lifeline, mm. and it's just like, "Whoa, he didn't deserve that. He's such mm. a nice character. He was he was kind of just doing his job as vice captain of the ship. He didn't deserve that." Mm. And it was such a like in, like crazy moment of like like passion and things mm. like that. It was really good. And it's, what's really cool about it is that it is a shocking moment because he's. He has this really good banter with um, Amelia, Amelia. Yeah. and like they have a really nice friendship. Yeah, like some of the banter's really well it written. It's really good. It's really <laughs> well written. And yeah, and then when he's gone, like the way they play is like, oh, like he's he's like he's he's gone. Like you, and it you does can, take it out of you a bit. You like there's consequences to these. Yeah, it knocks the window. These actions you can and see like she's genuinely sad. Yeah, she's yeah. genuinely sad. And then what's great that comes after is that Jim actually thinks he hasn't tied the knot enough and he yeah. blames himself yeah and he starts to say like oh, i suck and i think i'm this and mm. he's all and like i'm not good at anything yeah. all i'm doing is i'm messing up and my mum is disappointed in me and like yeah it's this really good i don't know it's this moment of like he's doing right but like yeah. he, this is what he thinks yeah. and like yeah i forgot about that yeah. um, and then silver like comes is like hey hey you're doing fine yeah you've got the make literally he says you've got the makings of greatness in yeah. you there's a great line where he says i can't wait to be Silver says, I can't wait to catch the glow off of you. Yeah. Once you like, you reach your yeah, potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there like when you're like there shining like a solar flare or something. Yeah. I just hope I'm there to catch some of your greatness. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like that's such a lovely and like you he genuinely cares about him. Mm. And then obviously later on when you have Jim find out that he's not who he yeah he comes across as, it crushes him the same way his father leaving crushed him. And, yeah. uh, you could see like this internal conflict. In yeah. silver as well because before and the action, it, 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 like we said before, the, the action, mm. and that's what makes a good action scene when the action isn't just chucked in; it's part of the story. Yeah. Like it's it's there for a reason, um, and that scene 
perfectly describes. Uh, like, I think that's a really good scene. Like yeah. altogether, yeah. I don't think you can say the actions uninspired at all. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, just finishing this review off. Removing half a star. Sad to see a film that was supposedly a passion project just feel so lifeless. I wasn't invested in the story at all, and I didn't care about the characters. Utterly forgettable. P.S. Ben is worse than Jar Jar Binks. Don't at me. I'm going to at you because Ben is not worse than no, Jar Jar Binks. No, he's not. <laughs> ben is so cool. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, just this, like, Martin Short did, like, a brilliant job, like, animating him. One thing is well to know is that Ben was going to have a significantly smaller role in the film, but through, like, the voice takes that Martin Short did as Ben's characters, they were like, whoa, like, the animators were very excited to then animate more content from him. So they were like, right, yeah, let's just put him more in the film. And I think Ben was... It's this very eccentric little robot that's just like, yeah, like I want to hug brilliant. you. He's got these really human feelings, even though no, he's, he a, he's a robot. It's really weird. You know, I think it's fine. I'd really be interested to see what this person thought of Frozen because Ben reminded me a lot of Olaf. Mm. He's very like loving and like goofy and like he he's like he's really uh, what's the word like naive. Yeah, like, yeah. He's like, oh, I could go in the sun. Yeah. And he's got the same thing. I'm yeah, like, literally. Oh, yeah. I couldn't figure this out. I don't yeah. know where it is. Sort of and then, um, yeah, I, I completely disagree. I think he's, I think he's quite good fun actually. Mm. Uh, he's also, you know, Jar Jar Binks has some weird under uh, tones yeah, to, yeah. It, to himself. <laughs> um, he doesn't, he, ben doesn't quite have that. But, um, Misa don't know what you're on about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, I think Ben was quite cool. But so just to say about the voice acting, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the voice actor for Jim. Mm-hmm. And you have Emma Thompson, and like I think the voice acting is really good in this. Yeah, in this. it's like, very good. Some really good performances. Like I believe that these, like I never distinguished the voice away from the, the the, the animation. Yeah. And as a big Joe Scott Levitt fan, that I I forgot it was him. Like yeah. I just I didn't. I was not aware at yeah, all. Yeah, like, um, that's what I thought was really. Yeah. Really all good. the performances were just that good. Yeah, was, definitely. It was something you didn't even like register when you were yeah. watching the films. So, but yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Oh, it's we're, we're here already. Doesn't it feel like you only just started? <laughs> <laughs> I'm finishing it off in a in a nicer light. It's n- normally, I'm like, let's get the worst one possible. Oh. But this is a two star review from from Andrew. Okay. Who is Andrew? We will never know. One of those movies where it's impossible to take the people who like it seriously. <laughs> oh my! I I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> Ouch, Andrew. Ouch. But yeah, I can't take it seriously, apparently. Wow. The, the no. film is awful. Everything you've said is a lie and we can't take it seriously. You. No. No. Sorry, buddy. Uh, I disagree. Full stop. W- well, you would. Full stop. I yeah. disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you remember that episode of South Park where mm. they go to that rich town and everyone loves the smell of their own farts there? <laughs> yes. I think that's where this guy lives. Ah, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's where I think he lives. <laughs> I, think, I reckon so. Yeah. Okay, so Ryan, after all of the negative that I have bestowed upon you, could you counter it with like a five-star review, a, a happy times why you like this film? I can do my best. Yeah, that, that's all I ask. Finger crackling. Uh, 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 yeah, there we go. I, will, all right, so I would say, if you haven't been convinced by now, I, I don't know what else to say, I'll try. But the, the visuals are amazing. Jim is a very relatable character uh, because he goes through this internal turmoil that a lot of teenagers go through at that age where they're like, oh, I feel like I'm not doing anything. I'm not making my parents proud of me. And you can see his character arc throughout the entire film. And the themes around Jim and his character arc and the relationships he has with characters like Ben and Dr. Doppler and his mum, even to the end. And like Silver being like the main like theme and like emotional ta- attachment he has in the film. Uh, they're just really, it's a really fun ride. You should definitely go along or find it online somewhere like not illegally no watch it legally definitely <laughs> watch it legally help the craft please I'm an anime I need a job um, <laughs> but yeah it's it's a brilliant film I'm, I'm just gonna like echo my like weird synopsis but Jim like he's inspired to like go on this like swashbuckling <laughs> space adventure oh, he finds a map like the map, the, it's so good. It's like he finds a map. It's so good, and it's a retelling of. He was doing so well. He was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But no, it's no, the fact that you went. Oh yeah, yeah, let me just echo some of the points and then just read, read the, the rest. <laughs> read the thing. 
no, it's Brilliant. really good. You should definitely go and watch it. It's Brilliant. great. The visuals are That's great. Good. The performances are great. 2D, 3D, awesome animation. Yeah, I agree with that, Ryan. Charlie, what did you think of the film? <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoy it. I mean, it's a fun film. I don't think it's... I, don't, I maybe not love it as much as Ryan does. I do like it. It's fun. I don't think there's everything wrong with it, per se. I think, obviously, it has that cheesy... It's a few cheesiness <laughs> in it. The and montage of the music. The end's really weird as well. The end's really weird. <laughs> uh, when when he sort of, like, looks in the sky and <laughs> silver's made out of clouds. Like, oh, my God, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's good fun. I think there's some imaginative ideas in it. There's some really nice tension. some really nice moments. Like I say, I don't think it's, like, Toy Story and... Monsters Inc. level and stuff, Pixar level maybe. But it's good fun and I, I, I really enjoyed it. I actually didn't realise how fun it actually was until I rewatched it uh, recently. But yeah, how about yourself? So for me, immediately after rewatching this film, because look behind the curtain, we know Ryan's favourite film before he comes onto the podcast. <laughs> I rewatched it and then immediately as it finished, as the credits were rolling, I texted Ryan going, Yeah, this was a it's a solid film. It's yeah. it's got some good elements, there are some bits here and there. The ending can go fuck itself. <laughs> um, I, I was saying just before we started recording that when Silver's face is forming in the clouds, mm -hmm. there's a moment because it starts with his mouth and his jawline <laughs> that the clouds just look like a dick. <laughs> um, and, and as that happened, I literally went, oh, it looks like a penis. And then in my mind, I just had the flashback of like a little <laughs> me watching it for the first time going... That's a penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So that can go fuck itself. <laughs> Maybe it's like a metaphor, bro, of like, he was a dick a bit, you know? Uh, you know? Or, or it's just saying Visuals, he bro. is... There's a reason they call him Long John. So. Hey, oh, that was good. That was good. Disgusting. <laughs> We're all bad people. We are. Yeah. But overall, I really liked it. I can agree with a lot of the negatives. I can say, mm, like, so. it's not hard for me to imagine that at some point somebody went up into a board of directives and went, I want to do Treasure Island. Uh, I want to make it space themed. Mm. And the director was like, yes, make it space themed. I want aliens. It has to be like the book but space and you are not allowed to divert from that track and then they were like okay i didn't think you were gonna i didn't think you were gonna say that now i have to redesign <laughs> all of the elements so that everything is spacey but classic now it's good five he's got some good ideas I mean, yeah but like what they did with that i can i i liked i liked the this steampunk-esque spacey mm. elements yeah. to this pirates and ships world so mm. it works Hmm. And shout out to the animators as well. Yeah, uh, I just want to say, like, even in like the credit, not even just the animators, but the creative team. Uh, when I was rewatching the film and I was uh, looking at the credits, they have a huge emphasis on just acknowledging all of the creative stuff before acknowledging all of the the actors and actresses who were like in the film, which I thought was was strange because usually it's the other yeah, way around sure, everyone yeah. everyone kind of like acknowledges oh yeah it was this person that did that played this role mm. and this person that played this role with this, which there's nothing wrong with that but I, me being an animator and sort of like being a person that's going to be in the shoes hopefully someday of like the, the creators working on these sorts of projects it was nice for me to see mm. anyway it was so going off that Charlie where can they find us if they wanted to do so Right, they can find us on Twitter at FaithFilmIsAwful or they can uh, find us on Facebook at Your Favourite Film Is Awful and also on Instagram, Your Favourite Film Is Awful. We do posts on there, working on getting some content on there as well. Yeah, we're just working that out. But yeah, uh, and other than that, you can find us on, obviously you listen to us on iTunes and we're on all podcasts and platforms at the yep, moment. We're everywhere, so yep. please leave us the reviews, leave us the five stars. We're going to ask for it every week because uh, it helps and it really, <laughs> it really would help. The more people do the five stars and reviews, the more iTunes and other podcasting hosts look and go, okay, this is getting some traction, let's share it amongst the people. It's like a YouTube video going viral. The more people watching it, the more people will see it. Mm. That sort of thing. Anyway, though, we all happy? Yep. But speaking of YouTube, we, um, we should be posting the episodes on YouTube soon as well, um, if people prefer to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, let us know. Cool. Otherwise, thank you for listening. I've been Luke. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Take care, guys. Take care. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, bye. See ya. <laughs>